Welcome to the Business Playdate, a podcast hosted by Lindsay White and Betsy Moorhead, two internet strangers turned business besties. We're two marketing professionals living across the country, raising our kiddos while running our own individual businesses. We built these businesses based on our experiences working in corporate management roles with the end goal to be able to show up for our families first. And we did it. We're so happy you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. So good to see you this morning. You too. How are you? I'm cold. I am healing from, I am now on, now I'm on week four of bronchitis. Oh my gosh. It has been a time over here. It's cold in Georgia. Like what is your Florida heart doing right now? Freaking out. I actually texted my mom and my brother's girlfriend the other day and I was like, hey, if anyone hasn't bought Christmas gifts for my kids yet, they desperately need cold weather clothing, like oh my long gosh. sleeves, pants, whatever. It's 28 degrees this morning and they don't have clothing for it. Oh my gosh. Uh, my brother's girlfriend was so sweet that she ordered a bunch of stuff on Old Navy and she's like, I'm just having it delivered to your house. It sounds like you need it right now. And I was oh, like, how I sweet. do. Hey, Old Navy always has like the best kids clothing for that kind of stuff and on sale always. Yes. And it's like, cheap. It's easy. It's perfect play clothes. Like no one's clothes. My kids do not need expensive clothes. Yeah. No, me. I think we were just talking about this before we started recording. Mine don't either. Yeah. It's like- Mine don't either. They're disposable. Yes. Um. Also, speaking of cold, I think I read something or heard something on a meme or something that this is going to be like the coldest winter we've had in a long time, Like like worldwide. My eyes just got so big. I know. <laughs> I am not cut out for this. I actually like love the cooler weather. I just don't like when it's cold and rainy, which is kind of how it's been here in the Houston area for a few days now. I'm all about like cold, like, you know, and like sunny or like a little bit of cloud coverage, but not with the weather or not with the rain. Yeah, I'm with you. I am with you. Well, let's talk about today's episode. Let's do. So today we are talking about marketing strategy versus marketing implementation. We are. And you know, we had to like throw one more marketing episode in for the year. Yeah, we are coming down. I mean, what? There's, I think like, everyone listens to this, there's going to be like one more episode, two more episodes of the year. Yeah, like two or so, something like that. Crazy. Yeah. So we are recording this on December 1st. We are, the end of the year is going to be here quick. Happy Elf on a Shelf Day, everybody. Yes. How did, how did yours go this morning? It went good. She, Ellie, like, so we have a landing um, from upstairs that overlooks the living room. And we sleep with our bedroom door open downstairs. And, um, like, I could hear her going, Mommy, Mommy, I see Poe. I literally see her. And I was like, okay, at like 6 a.m. I was like, okay. You're like, okay, I, I'm not ready for this yet. I haven't had coffee. And also, like, we have a gate on the stairs upstairs because if we didn't, homegirl would be downstairs all night long. And so we lock her up there. Hi. So she couldn't come downstairs. Just to actually go see Poe. Yes. <laughs> My son is not convinced the elf is real. He's like, that's a toy. Oh, yeah, it's you were- not real. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So we're going to have to spend the next month trying to convince him this is a real elf. Show him the little movies on Netflix if he'll sit and watch them. It's, oh. the, elf on the-, it's the elf on the shelf movies. It, like, it, They're really cute. It talks about the whole story. We watched okay. them this morning. Okay. That's a good idea. I didn't know they had that. Yeah. There was a quick right turn from yeah. marketing to the Elf on the Shelf. Yeah. Great marketing though. They have great marketing. They do. They do. 
Oh my gosh. I know some people are like, hate the elf on the shelf. A friend of mine was like, I'm never going to do that with my kid. I was like, girl, you do you. Like, there was no way I could get around it, not not doing it. But I, I wasn't going to do it. And then I could see like, I could see some of like the magic and the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're going to do it. Yeah. Helps with that behavior too sometimes. Exactly. Bart is watching. <gasps> Bart. I love that. <laughs> Um, all right. So today we are going to be talking about marketing strategy and implementation. And really, I'm kind of breaking this into a couple of different segments today. So first, we're going to talk about defining what marketing strategy and marketing implementation are. And then we're going to go into kind of navigating some common challenges as a marketing service provider. And after that, if we have time, we will be talking more about what your offer can look like or what it should look like to get what you want out of it and alleviate some of these challenges as a marketing service provider. Yes. And you guys, if you're listening to this, get out a pen and paper because this is Lindsay's bread and bre- bread and butter. Like she is so, so good at talking about this. She's just so like, I learned so much from her whenever we talk about this kind of stuff. And also like, what a great episode to drop now for you to start planning for next year on what your offers could look like or what any changes could look like with your current clients. Um, so yes, get out your pen and paper. Yeah, I am pumped. I wish that I wasn't half a brain with this whole sickness situation, but I'm going to do the best I can, guys. So first, we're going to define marketing strategy and marketing implementation. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, mm. which you know I love a good Oxford Dictionary A good reliable source, yes. Exactly. A marketing strategy is a plan of action designed to promote and sell a product or service. So in other words, it aligns the business's goals with its marketing. And so you want to make sure that those marketing goals are actually aligned with your business's goals. And that's really the first step. And that's where Mm -hmm. a lot of people go wrong with their marketing efforts is they're not thinking about their business goals at all. They're kind of looking at the vanity of marketing. Yeah. You have to have a foundation to like know what to move forward with. Exactly. And that's really what a marketing strategy is. Mm -hmm. So you're aligning those business goals with the marketing goals so that you can set the foundation for all marketing activities. So it'll outline what the business wants to achieve, and then it'll align those marketing objectives. So what if people, like, I was just going to ask, like, what if, like, somebody's like, oh, I don't need a marketing strategy? (laughs) Love, love that question. Love that question. Love that question. I mean, if you had a potential client who you're trying to pitch a marketing strategy to, and they're telling you they don't need one, I would just start going down the list of like, okay, well, tell me, what is your current landscape? So I'm about to go through like all of the things that a marketing strategy should include. And this is just, this is the tip of the iceberg. This is not very deep at all of what would be in your marketing strategy. Right. But to give you guys a taste, if you will, but I would just start going down the list and I'd be like, okay, so tell me, give me your SWOT analysis. Oh. You no, know, like tell, tell me about that. Yeah. Like I feel so strongly that every business needs to have a marketing strategy plan and especially especially if they're going to be outsourcing their marketing. Yeah. If they're ta- if they're even having a conversation with you, that means that they want to outsource their marketing and you really can't outsource your marketing unless you have all of these pieces of the puzzle spit out on paper for someone mm-hmm. to look at and read and hold and look back on to see, you know, what is success to the business. Yeah. Well, how are they even going to know what the business is if there's no strategy in place to understand the depth of it all. Exactly. Exactly. So in your marketing strategy, it should include things like an analysis of the current landscape, like a SWOT analysis. Um, You should be looking at the competitors and what their competitors are doing in the landscape. 
Um, you should be looking at if they have a defined unique value proposition. And if they mm-hmm. don't, figure out what their unique value proposition is. You should be defining their target audience and or their buyer personas. We should be looking at the different marketing programs that do need to be focused on, those different marketing channels, the priority marketing channels, maybe different uh, campaigns or social media piece of the puzzle, is email a piece of the puzzle, what that looks like. Um, and then an account of the business's distinctive brand positioning and brand voice. That's super mm-hmm. important. That's so important. So important. Um, and later we'll talk about the things that I look at when I'm talking to a potential client, but that's one of the first things is actually making sure that they have a distinctive brand position and brand voice. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, like when you, cause I, I know that like when I've put together marketing strategies for past clients, walking through things like a SWOT analysis or a unique value, like coming up with the unique value proposition, like, is it best to have like separate meetings with people across the plat, like across the company to figure all these things out? Like, is that what you've experienced? So I think it depends on the business. Some, you know, if you're working with, and I know listeners to this podcast work with a lot of different types of businesses. Right. Um, if I'm working with someone who's really just like a thought leader type of client and they're a one-man team and maybe they have a VA or, you know, there's not a huge ecosystem there, I would probably just talk to the business owner. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a larger company, like recently I did a marketing strategy plan for a company that had, you know, six different huge departments of the business, different business lines I spoke with the CEO. I spoke with the diversity and inclusion officer. I spoke with every president of every single business line. I spoke with some of them had like a marketing liaison, if you will, underneath the business line. I spoke with them to really just make sure that our brand positioning was what we were hearing was the same across the board because Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that what one person says might not be what's actually being communicated throughout the entire company. Yeah, because the the marketing department is probably who you're working with or like, you know, the right. equivalent to. But the marketing department isn't the brand of the right. company. The company right. or the organization, the business has its own brand and everyone who works with it or, you know, just a solo like yeah. owner, they embody that and you have to you have to you have identify to be able to tease that. it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to be able to tease it out. And mm-hmm. oftentimes too, I mean, one of the marketing objectives that we had identified in this marketing strategy plan was there was a lack of communication from an internal perspective from the top level down to all of the employees of what their unique value proposition is, what their brand actually stands for, what their yeah. mission and, and vision is. Um, and so communicating that down from the top down is an important piece of that marketing puzzle because at the end of the day, if you have a company of 500 employees, they're going to be the best advocates for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, there's, I think there's like a, um, like a confusion sometimes on the client side when they hear us talk about like, you need a marketing strategy and it's like, oh, okay, well, I have a social media plan, you know, right. or I have an email plan and it's like, okay, that's wonderful. That's a piece of your strategy. That's a tactical part. That's a marketing part, right? A mm-hmm. goal of your, mm-hmm. um, of your strategy, but like the difference between like business goals and marketing goals and the tactics that you use, like all of that encompasses yeah. a, along with 
all of these other things we've identified, all they all encompass this holistic view of the company's marketing strategy. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think that the marketing strategy is that foundation, right? It's mm-hmm. that foundational point that everyone needs, whether it's in their brain or it's on paper. Like we need to get it on paper, especially if you're going to be working with any other human being. Now that then goes into the marketing implementation side. I mean, mm-hmm. you after the marketing strategy you should be creating this marketing implementation plan of like, yeah. what? okay, what do we need to do now? How are we going to reach these marketing goals? And that's honestly separate from a marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And you can, in your marketing strategy plan, you can definitely do a high level roadmap or action plan of what to do next. But you could also create a whole separate project around just creating this marketing implementation plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a definition of a marketing implementation is really taking action on the strategy, yes. taking action on different projects or tasks and creating that roadmap of what was set forth to align the marketing goals with the business goals. Mm-hmm. So a couple well, that, of... Oh, that's just ahead. like, it goes right into it because that's what I was just like yeah, asking. Like, you know, this is the part of the implementation is separate from the strategy. And I think sometimes the implementation is like, oh, me doing the work. And now this is like the marketing implementation. Like this is the action plan that we're going to use moving forward. This is the tactical pieces of the puzzle that are going to make sure that the marketing strategy is being used accurately and being put into place where it needs to be to reach those goals. Yes, definitely. And I mean, you could have a company-wide mission and vision and that's great, but maybe you have different business lines and they need to have kind of their own foundational level and that might be the first step of your implementation plan. It's like, okay, let's define each business unit's unique value proposition because mm-hmm. it's going to be different than the whole firm. Mm-hmm. So definitely mm-hmm. different things to think about. Uh, a couple of keys to effective implementation are a clear understanding of your target audience. Yeah. You know, can't, can't do much without knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. A clear, unique value proposition, effective communication channels, a well-defined brand identity, and a plan for measuring KPIs and adjusting the strategy as needed. So okay. all of these pieces roll up to that marketing strategy plan. Mm-hmm. You cannot have effective implementation until you have those pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of those should have been established you know, in that marketing strategy piece. And when you have presented these to clients, are you presenting them? Well, I think you just said that. Like you can make them two different projects, but do you normally present them together in one? Because one? that's kind of what I've done. I've like all the things that we talked about, you know, that are the marketing strategy, like they've been like maybe like the bulk of the first part of uh, a presentation and then the implementation side of things will be kind of at the end. Yeah. And I think, I mean, when you're thinking about common challenges as a marketing service provider, I think that's the biggest one is client expectations and offer alignment. Mm -hmm. And so what I notice a lot is a lot of clients and prospective clients, they may or may not know they need a marketing strategy, but they're expecting an implementation plan. Yes. Okay. So with that expectation, if you are their marketing service provider, it's kind of like you have to show up for what they want, but give them what they need. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of operate under that mindset where I know they want an implementation plan. They're talking to me like they are only getting an implementation plan. And I'm sitting here saying, hey, we're creating a marketing strategy plan. And with that marketing strategy plan, we will create a roadmap or an implementation plan. Mm-hmm. Look at you reverse psychologying these people. You know, I mean, 
if you want to get paid, you got to figure out what the client wants. <laughs> and and also like knowing this stuff is why people are outsourcing marketing because internally, and I'm not speaking for every company, but I know like internally, sometimes they're just having people that are doing the implementation and there's not necessarily somebody who is sitting down and coming up with a marketing strategy if one doesn't already exist. Um, or if they it does, like, Maybe it needs to be tailored. It needs to be tailored or refreshed or it's not working, you know? So shopping this out to somebody like you or me, or, you know, somebody who works in this space that can solely focus on one project at a time like this um, is really beneficial for, for any company of any stage of business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think to the, a lot of businesses will be like, my marketing's not working. I mean, we have a social media manager. We have a social plan. We have an email plan. It's just not working. And that's when a marketing strategist can come in and actually look at what they're doing and kind of audit that. Mm-hmm. But say, you know, the reason it's probably not working is that your business goals aren't aligned with your marketing goals. Yeah. It's so easy to get caught up in the weeds as, as a business owner. It's so easy to get caught up in the weeds of listening to these business development podcasts or reading a book and being like, oh my gosh, the next best marketing strategy that's going to bring in all of my new clients is launching a podcast. And it's like, yeah. well, who is your target audience? Are they even listening to podcasts? Yeah. Like they might not be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And same with social media. I mean, are they on Twitter? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Like where are they spending their time? Mm-hmm. And thinking about all of that is so paramount to making sure your implementation actually is effective. Can you talk more, and maybe this is um, kind of can go with like the common challenges because I know I've experienced this, but like the difference between your business goals and your marketing goals and like some examples of those. Yeah. So a business goal is top level. Generally, mm-hmm. it has to do with revenue. You know, like do you or debuting a new product line um, maybe you're in e-commerce and you want to you focus on party supplies and you want to now have a party planning side of your business. Mm-hmm. That's a business goal. That's opening up an entire new product line. Now, from a marketing goal perspective, great. We know the business goal is to debut a party planning line. From a marketing objective, we need to create brand awareness around this. We need mm-hmm. to create brand awareness that there's now a service. Mm-hmm. Not just an e-commerce business, but there's a service of this business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be one of your marketing objectives is creating brand awareness around that new product line. Yeah. And your business goals sometimes can have like, they're, they're very specific. It's called something. I can't think of the acronym right now. Um, but if they're, they have like a specific, you can have a number to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, an end date in mind, you know, something. Like uh, is it smart? A smart goal. There yes, you go. A smart goal, and I can never remember what all of them stand for, but I can't either. They're smart goals. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you should definitely. And the same goes for marketing goals. Like you most likely want to have a smart goal as your marketing goal. Yeah. So I mean, educating your clients is just key. I mean, knowing what you're bringing to the table, educating them every step through the way, and like guiding them through the whole process. Yes, absolutely. And I think communication is key. I also think making sure your offer is dialed in. Yeah. Because it's all going to start with that discovery call or the first conversation that you have with that prospective client to make Mm -hmm. sure that expectations are set on what's the best route forward for them. Yeah. And your agency is structured in a certain way too, right? Like for 
implementation versus strategy work? Yeah. So we have a very specific offer ecosystem that we kind of operate within. And so I'm pulling up my offer ecosystem map. It's very um, cool. It's it's a very cool visual. I love it. It is a very cool visual. One of these days I'll have to massage it so we can put it on the internet. Um, so the first thing that I make sure all clients have is a branded vision. So if they do not have a brand and vision, so that's that brand positioning, that's that you know brand messaging. If they don't have that, including the brand visuals like logo, fonts, mm-hmm. colors, if they don't have that, then that's the first thing we do with them. Yeah. So- pause. Pause and write this down. Brand positioning and your brand visuals, mission statement, vision statement, all of that. They're they're all your brand. It's yep. not just your colors and your fonts. I think we can talk about that till we're blue in the face. And once people understand it, it all is your brand. Yes, like brand is actually way more than just your colors and your logos and your fonts. You need to know these key pillar pieces of the business. Um, so that's where we start. So if you don't have a brand and vision, we start there. Then the second tier of work that you can and will do with us is the marketing strategy portion. So after we get that brand and vision in place, you can then roll into a marketing strategy project. So that would include a couple different pieces of the puzzle. I mean, we do marketing strategy planning, we do organizational planning, we do resource planning, and we also do content strategy plans. So any of those kind of four areas would fall under that marketing strategy. And you have to have a marketing strategy plan and a content strategy plan to even work with us on implementation because it's just not going to be any good. Yeah. And two, like this is your um, intensive first model too, right? Like you're doing these, it goes back to that episode that we did on project work versus retainer work. Like these are big projects, the brand positioning, the shopping, all of that out, the marketing strategy, all of that is their projects. People aren't really necessarily hiring you on like a retainer for those things. Right. No, they're a one-time project. And as we talked, I mean, you can go back to that episode. I don't remember what episode. Uh, I'll pull it up. Yeah. We'll tag it in the show notes. Um, But you can go back to that episode and listen. We both feel super strongly about intensive mm-hmm. firsts because not only is it setting you up for success when you do get to the implementation, but it's also allowing you to try out your client before you roll into working with them. Maybe it's not a good fit for either of you. Yeah, um, that's something you you see a lot of red flags when you're working on this project with them. It's also a great way to eliminate scope creep. So you're identifying that implementation plan, right? You you can be identifying that implementation plan during the marketing strategy phase. And you know exactly what's going to be worked on. You know what that's going to look like, what your content cycle looks like. And so it's a lot easier to eliminate scope creep and provide pricing for the proper projects that will be included in that implementation. Yeah. And we definitely dive into that topic a lot more. It's episode six, pros and cons of retainer versus project work. Um, we, di- we dive into that topic a lot. So go back and listen to episode six um, yeah, too, we, if you're interested in that. We can talk about it in the show notes too. Mm-hmm. Um, So after the marketing strategy portion, and again, that kind of encompasses a couple of different things, or it can, depending on what the company needs, um, then we would go into implementation, which for my agency, we refer to as creative services and execution. Mm -hmm. So under creative services and execution, you're going to see all of those things like podcast management, blogging, website, paid social, social media management, YouTube management, 
paid media releases, pillar content development, like all of these different creative execution pieces. Mm-hmm. That's when you can finally do that. Because mm-hmm. as we mentioned earlier, in order to have effective implementation, you have to have that clear understanding of target audiences, the value proposition, the communications channels. You have to have, yeah. among other things, you have to have all of these things identified first. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And like um, the the need for the second portion the implementation, like you were saying, like clients know that they need the implementation help. They need someone to come in and do it, or they need to hire somebody internally to do it. But having a solid foundation is key to make sure that that part moves smoothly. Definitely. Definitely. And again, when you're thinking about what your offer looks like with these potential clients, you should be thinking about how aware your client is of what they need. You Mm -hmm. know, are they coming to you for implementation help or are they coming to you for marketing strategy help? And trying to identify that before you even jump on a call with them is going to be important because you want to make sure that you are talking to them about what they want, but again, being able to deliver them what they need so that there's success on either side. Yeah. I've run into a couple of times too where like um, we've put together a marketing strategy plan and then like the owner of the business will come back and he has like totally changed his mind on what the business goals are going to be for the year, you know, mm-hmm. a quarter or two in. And so sometimes like having that solid plan and pivoting your implementation a little bit, as long as you have like a solid foundation of, okay, well, let's look back at what our core values are, our value proposition. Like what do we bring to the table? Okay. Here's how we can pivot this implementation plan um, to reach that goal. You don't have to like start from scratch when somebody's business goal or idea of what is most important changes, especially when it's a smaller company or, you know, something that might maybe like the economy, uh, impacts or something like that. Like, um, or God forbid, like, you know, another like pandemic comes along. I mean, you have to learn how to pivot and how to shift, but having that solid foundation will only help you to do that. Like, in a, so you're not scrambling if something yes. has to. I mean, like, it's the foundation. So if you have that foundation and it's strong, you can easily change it. You can tweak it. Mm-hmm. You know, things change. You want to implement something new. Totally great. Like mm-hmm. that's an easy switch. Um, and one thing I also like to do is implement like a quarterly strategy yeah. review. Like let's just look at it, make sure it's all accurate. Still mm-hmm. tweak it. It's a quick. It's a quick project. I mean, another thing as a service provider, right? So us as as our own business owners, Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you are creating your own offer ecosystem that's going to lead to consistent growth and revenue streams. Mm -hmm. So that's something, maybe you don't do implementation. Totally great. Like, I love that for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Create quarterly strategy reviews. And that's an extra revenue driver for you where you're creating recurring income from a one-time project client. Yep. And you're helping them tweak and evaluate their KPIs and adjusting their strategy as needed and making sure that everything's still hitting the mark. Yeah. I love that. That's something that I have had on my offer list for a while that I'm going to be hitting hard in 24. 24 is a big year for all of us. 24. I can't believe that's crazy. I know. Well, I love this. I think this is like such great information and hopefully everyone listening, you know, this gets you like fired up to be thinking about what the new year could look like for you and, and how to talk to your clients about these things and the necessity of both, but definitely like the foundation of having a strategy comes first. Yes. I love that. 
Yes. Anything uh, tangible tip, tangible takeaway? You go. I'm always the burst at this. Take a look at your current offers and brainstorm slash outline some tailored offers to kind of walk through this consistent growth and revenue stream idea, right? Start with a project that can create some additional revenue streams. Decide if you want to do implementation or not, what that could possibly look like for you. But take your current offer ecosystem, create an offer ecosystem map for yourself. Yeah, I love that. And evaluate if that's working or not, and then kind of go into brainstorming. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I don't have one. That was it. That was great. I love it. That's the tangible tip. That's the tangible tip for the episode, you guys. Uh, Well, thank you. That was wonderful, Lindsay. And if you haven't, you know what we're going to say. Shoot us a review. Go leave us a review. We would love that. We have big goals in 24. Yeah. Um, And shameless plug, if you don't know how to do a marketing strategy plan and you want to get into marketing strategy, come follow me on Instagram. Yes. I have a wonderful program that will walk you through exactly how to create a marketing strategy plan for your clients. She does. I've taken the uh, program. It's incredible. So shameless plug there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what a great episode today. This was so much fun. Yes, it was. We wanted to hit you hard at the end of the year with some good marketing tips, business tips. And I think our next episode might be around our 2024 goals for ourselves. So that'll be be a fun listen. It will. It will be so much fun. Yes. All right. Have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye.